We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. What is up, Nets fans? Jack Manuel here for another Brooklyn Buzz. And another freaking Nets loss. This time to the incomparable Portland Trailblazers. We got swept by the Portland Trailblazers. Team that lost by over 60 points a couple of weeks ago. Where, what is going on? What is going on? Honestly, like, let's just go to the end of the game where, look, the Nets were in a position, and Spencer Dinwiddie, credit to him after a pretty poor f- first half, in that third period has, I think, like 10 points, and gives the Nets uh, a nice little buffer. I think that about like a nine-point lead. And he was looking to score. The Nets are on a 14-2 to run. Nick Claxton's got his sixth straight game with a career-high 10-plus boards. But the start of the fourth is when it went downhill. The Blazers go on a 7-0 run. Bridges, who earlier in the game clipped knees with Jabari Walker, wasn't the same when he came back. Uh, missed some easy shots, including later in the game, uh, where he missed some shots that he definitely shouldn't have missed, is probably the way that I would put it. Mick Claxton was solid on, on Anthony Simons in, in a few pos- possessions, but maybe he should have been guarding Simons at the end of the game. But in, in saying that, Mikhail uh, had a, a a decent drive at like 91-88. You know, Vaughn actually challenges and nails the challenge. But let's right to the end. So initially, Mikhail's got the ball in his hands and he isos and he wildly flailing goes attacks the rim and has no balance dexterity in that finish but the Nets still have a chance cometh the moment cometh Cam Johnson not only like seconds earlier I tweet about the the Jared Allen meme the lights were too bright does this guy make the clutchest layup of the night for the Brooklyn Nets now the, it's a tie game at this point. So all the Nets need to do is hold off Simons because he's the the big weapon and been rumored to the Nets in the past, funnily enough. Uh, ironically, or not ironically, I don't know. Don't really care. In saying that, Mikel Bridges has the assignment. You know, the, the guy's the all-defensive player. 
player, the the leader of the team, and he just blows by him like he's Drake in that dumb music video. Like it's Mikel Bridge had a really nice sort of first half. I think he was like six or ten for the field, had like fifteen points or something like that. After that knee, knee, shin, whatever it was, he didn't come back and didn't look the same. But if you're out there, you're healthy and you've got to be locked in. His defense this season has been average at best, if not subpar. This is a guy we're talking about as an all-defensive caliber player. This is a guy that the Nets didn't take four first-round picks from the Memphis Grizzlies from. Now that report, you know, what are the nature of those picks? Obviously, now that the Memphis Grizzlies are as bad as they are, one of those first-round picks will be a lottery. Yay, who cares? But look, besides the point, Mikhail has to be better. He just does. He was pretty good for most of the game, but beyond that stretch in the quarter and a half, he you know, he was on the exercise bike. You know, It, it just seemed like he might have been out of the game, but he found his way back and... He should have been better. The net should have been better. This game was just yuck, man. Like, it was not a good watch. Like, if I wasn't doing the buzz, like, I don't know if I would have watched this one. Shout out to all the Nets fans. Shout out to all the Buzz fans who are listening, firstly. And shout out to all the Nets fans across the world that continue to support this team despite the dire straits we are now in. And they are dire straits, guys. Like, can you name a team that is in a worse position than the Brooklyn Nets in terms of roster construction, short, medium, long-term future? Maybe the Washington Wizards, maybe the Detroit Pistons, maybe the Charlotte Hornets. That's about it. Charlotte at least has LaMelo. The Pistons at least have Cade Cunningham. Who we got? We got Cam Thomas. Cam wasn't great tonight. We've got Mikhail Bridges, who is apparently the leader. The reporting, I, I think that's a... You know what? I, I'll get to that after the break. After the break, guys, I'll get to the rest of the game and then some little trade murmurings and some articles from Joe Sy's favorite, Brian Lewis. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, let me get to the rest of the game before I get to a, a few other little things. So, uh, I, I, look, Dorian Finney-Smith tonight was okay. I think his defense and his his strips have been noticeable of late, two or five from the field, one or four from three. Good rebounding, you know, in the absence of 
playing any sort of big man. DFS has been playing a little bit more small ball. Cam Johnson was okay. I thought his ball handling was was surprisingly decent tonight. Five assists for him tonight. His playmaking did sort of stand out. I actually think I had a, a, a few notes on him in terms of some of his playmaking. You know, he, he found you know, Nick Claxton late in, in the game for one. Uh, he he had a, you know, a, a nice three ball after Mikel had a nice little cross-court pass to him. But yeah, like some of his ball handling, the pick and roll, like, and he hit like a nice mid-ranger uh, really early in the game. This was about 9-8, I think, according to my notes. And he hit a, a midi off the, the ball handling, the pick and roll. And I'm like, okay, cool. But yeah, I think everyone... Everyone who doesn't follow me on Twitter, I don't really care. I'd rather you listen to the buzz, but I sort of put out like people that are on similar contracts to Cam Johnson. And look, there are a few other people I left out that like, Cam Johnson is better than, but the point is made that he's still playing subpar to that. He showed more dynamic elements tonight, which was positive to see. And hopefully that can be an impetus for him moving forward. Cool. Uh, I think I've said enough about Mikael Bridges. 34 minutes for him tonight. 7 eight, in from the field. 3-9 from 3. 4-6 in the free throw line. 4 assists. 4 rebounds. 21 points. Yeah, look, you take a 25-5 and five game, 21-5-5 and five game, that's, and that's basically what Mikael Bridges had. That's pretty good on decent enough efficiency. But when the moments mattered, Mikael wasn't there. Well, Mikael didn't execute. And that's... Unfortunately, disappointing. Uh, Nick Claxton, 4 of 5 from the field for him tonight, but 4 of 10 from the free throw line. The Nets hit more of their free throws, like McHale missed 2 as well, and Spencer missed 1. And obviously, he had a double-double with the 12 rebounds and 12 points, uh, 3 steals as well to go with the block. His defense was good tonight, but there were moments where Aussie legends, Boomer's legend, thank you very much, and he's going to be dominating the Paris Olympics do up race. Uh, he he was outplayed by him. And Dorp Reith is a, a rookie, albeit a 27-year-old rookie. And look, I, I think goes under the radar. He's a very talented guy and a very strong physical presence. But Clax was getting outplayed by him quite a bit. And you know he, he stepped up a bit more in, in certain periods here and there. But yeah, it was Spencer Dimwitty that was the, the leader tonight. And wouldn't, th- would have, <laughs> wouldn't have thought that I said that after seeing him again in the starting five again and all these little murmurings and rumors that we've heard here and there. 32 minutes, 5-8 from the field, 3 of 4 from the three-point line, 6 of 7 from the free... 6 of 7 from the free-throw line, also had 7 assists. I can't remember the last time Spencer did we had this good of a game. Like, I can't. It was a, a really good game from him. Now, the first two quarters left a little bit to be desired, but in saying that... Uh, he could have done more. Uh, maybe no. No, that, that's unfair to him. Like, if he had a better first couple of quarters, he would have been fine. But I think he would have been... It wasn't his fault. Like, if he had, had the ball in his hands later, he's just... What we saw from him was just more steady spence in that last quarter and a half. Making the right decisions, driving to actually score, hitting the right shots, hitting the three ball. And look, he might have the worst field goal percentage in the league as reported by... Yes, Network and plenty of other people, but tonight he built up his trade value. Uh, I don't know, but it was a good game from Spence, and you got to give credit where credit is due. Royce was fine, nothing really to write home about other than a little bit of playmaking here and there. Trent Watford, uh, his three ball, that was the thing that sort of stuck out tonight in his eight minutes. It was interesting, the rotations from Jacques Vaughan. 
seemed to be a bit inconsistent, a little bit mix and match, throwing stuff at the wall, didn't know what was going on there. DSJ had played some okay defense in the field goal that he did hit was like a spinning, rimmy, 360 sort of layup-y, thrunky thing. Cam Thomas, 22 minutes, 2 or 7 from the field. Both of those two shots were from three. Wasn't breaking then the defenses with ease. It looked a lot harder, more methodical, just a bit tricky for him. And I don't know if that's a credit to the players' defense or just Cam not in his groove. Maybe a little bit of both, but he did have four assists. Lonnie Walker, he was the one providing a spark early. Five or ten from the field, three or seven from three. I think he had like three threes in a row, at least two of them, and was plus ten. He could have had some more minutes here or there, but you know he was probably the Nets' second best player, I would say, especially offensively. He was just doing all of it, and, and he was providing a, a big spark that the Nets did so sorely need, but... Yeah, after the break, guys, uh, sorry for the other break, but I want to finish the sort of game notes from there because, look, the Nets were fine from three, 15 of 38. They were fine from the field, but they they lost the freaking Blazers again. After the break, some big picture stuff, uh, a few articles to discuss, and yeah, we'll get to some more stuff after the break. All right, Nets fans, back to it. And I think this is, I don't know how many turning points the Nets need to have for Joe Sight and Sean Marks and the leadership at the helm to realize that this ain't it. Like, this just isn't... Peddling and meddling in mediocrity isn't going to sell tickets. It isn't going to sell season ticket holders. It isn't going to sell merch. It isn't going to ingratiate the New York public to you. Like, what? what is this team right now? Like, I said it a lot on the last buzz with Nick, but... I have to reiterate some of the same thoughts. So, look, uh, I think I want to get to the article from Brian Lewis and what it and whenever Brian Lewis reports, I always listen because a lot of his sourcing comes from either respected agents or Joe Sai himself. That has been close to near proven in the past. And his article was literally headlined. Retooling Nets unlikely to trade Mikel Bridges and trigger a rebuild. Now, I'm fine with not trading Mikel Bridges because, one, I think he's a very good player. Two, I think his contract is one of the best in the league. But there needs to be some version of a rebuild or some version of change. Like, I get that Joe Sy loves to be a low, like, culture sort of team, vibe sort of team you know, low sort of pressure, whatever. But we're in the... uh, Elite sport is in the business of wins and losses. It's in the business of championships. And where are the Nets in that business? They are failing poorly and miserably. Like, it's it's as simple as that. The fact that they want to quote-unquote retool rather than quote-unquote rebuild is just staggeringly misguided. Like... You see what you have on the roster. You've seen this recent 17-18 game stretch where the Nets are like 3-14 and 14 or 4-14, four and 14, whatever it is. It, it, it's, it's like th- this is what the team is. All the other teams that are, as I alluded to earlier, like down in the doldrums of the standings at least have something to ride their hat on. Like a young star, some draft equity. The Nets have draft equity via Phoenix. Now, the Phoenix Suns are going to be what the Phoenix Suns are. Our personal draft future is tied at least in large parts to the Houston Rockets. 
And is that the reason why Sean Marks and Joe Sly are like, oh, we can't do that. We can't trade these guys. We can't go for that. It's just like, look, Jacques Vaughn is what Jacques Vaughn is. I, I made my rants plenty on the last pod, but I'm coming for Sly and I'm coming for Marks right now. The two totem poles of this franchise and the decision makers that decide where we are at and where we are going. Where we are going is nowhere. We are on the road to nowhere. And I think I've said this plenty on the buzz before, and it might have even been some things that I've iterated on preseason pods in the past and way ages ago when it was like the D-Lo teams, the Jeremy Lin teams, back when we first sort of started this pod. And I was like, enjoy the journey. Like, enjoy the journey. I'm not enjoying the journey. Are there any Nets fans out there, Buzz listeners out there that are enjoying this journey? This journey is bumpy, it's difficult. It's like being on a plane with 14 crying babies and a malfunctioning toilet. Like it's awful right now. It's 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 just so bad. Like following sport and following Nets and following the NBA should be an outlet of joy and escapism with positivity, but Right now, it just feels like an added burden for me personally and probably for some other people out there as well. But we've got Stockholm Syndrome. We keep coming back for more and coming back for more. So, look, it it doesn't take the smartest people in the world to see that something needs to change. Now, we got reiterated rumors around DeJounte Murray and his ties to the Brooklyn Nets. Again, there was an article that dropped mid-game via Brian Lewis. There was uh, uh, some reporting via, uh, who was it? It was Ian Begley, Brian Windhorst a couple of days ago. It's it's just, it's got to happen. Like, look, I don't, look, I'm, I've, as I've said a million times when it comes to any trade, it's about the package you give up and what is it? A, 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 a son, one son's pick, uh, maybe it's a Sixers pick, maybe it's both and Spencer. You know, Spencer in the past, there's been strong linkings about him being promised a contract, being promised to be traded from what I've heard and sources that I've heard and neither of those things have happened and that's part of his lack of form of late, which I understand to an extent given his relationship in the past the front office and seems to have deteriorated and I've, I've just said my piece on how I feel about the front office right now and ownership. So that that is what it is. So something has to change. The Pascal Siakam domino dropped. Hopefully there's a domino that drops that allows the Nets to be reinvigorated somewhat. Like, if DeJounte Murray comes in, cool. The Nets aren't going to be a a higher-level playoff team, but there's going to be something new and cool to watch and something intriguing. Because right now, what are you turning on the Nets to watch? Cam Thomas and, and his development? He's not really getting much of a shot, and he's been relegated to the bench. Nick Claxton, yeah, a couple of highlights per game. Mikhail Bridges, yeah, he's been consistent, but he's also having some pretty bloody porous moments uh, as one of the leaders of this team. We also got, and look, I think a lot of other Nets fans uh, are in the same boat as what I've been sort of spewing and spouting, is that the ratings are dropping for the Yes Network, the the network that broadcasts the the Brooklyn Nets. And without anything to ride home about right now, it makes sense. 
And maybe that, seeing that from that reporting again by Brian Lewis is something that J- Joe Sy and Sean Mark see and go, hey, we got to do something here. And maybe there's things behind the scenes. And maybe by the time you guys listen to this, there is a trade that happens or there's something that happens within the Nets franchise. But it's, it's something needs to happen. Like, I, I, I'm over preaching the same thing over and over again. And I can't imagine listening to me say the same things over and over again but we're not getting any changes the nets continue to lose they continue to be a franchise that is bereft of any semblance of direction of where we are going and any sort of anything tangible or intangible to hold on to like it's it's just it's just not a lot of fun right now and watching hoops and following the hoops and podcasting about them and tweeting about them and whatever else it is, however you choose to follow this franchise right now, it should be fun. We should be having fun. It ain't fun. What is fun is all of you listeners continuing to subscribe to the Brooklyn Buzz, continuing to listen along. Make sure you give us five stars on any streaming platform. And Nets World, we keep going. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.